We are the Wild Stallion Sports Network. Excellent. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Featuring Downtown Jeff. Mmm, beer. The Italian Stallion Toco. Yo, Adrian! I did it! And the host of the show, Wild Man Chris. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Welcome to Wild Stallion Sports Network. I'm Wild Man Chris. Alongside me is the Italian Stallion Toko. What up? And Downtown Jeff. What up, what up? That's uh, a what up thing tonight. All right. So, how has your guys' week been? Good. It's good. I uh, had a birthday yesterday. So, uh, yo, bag of bones. That's right. Nothing but an old bitch. I said it. <laughs> and oh, I believe the today that we're recording, yeah. December 3rd, it's someone else's birthday. Got a birthday boy in the house, huh? Yes. Your old host is the birthday boy today. Yep. I have nothing going on in my life, so let's report a uh, let's record a podcast. That's right. <laughs> we uh, just <laughs> listeners know my birthday was yesterday and Chris is today. So that's right. What is it? Uh, Sag- Sagittarius is what it is. Like Jeff, you know about all those uh, zodiac signs. Yeah, it's uh, that is correct. And you yep. guys are just you guys are really cute back to back, back to back too. So that's right, that's right. And we have somebody yeah. else. Uh, Rose. Woo. Yep. We uh, back to back, back to back. So this show, we're gonna have some fun stuff going on. Uh, we're gonna have a new segment. Because we didn't know really what to call it. So we're going to call it the Bag of Randomness. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Um, after that, we're going to do another new segment. Which is going to last for about three to four weeks. Uh, it's going to be called Pick Your Poison. And we'll go further into that uh, once we get into that segment. And finally, we'll get into our NFL recap and predictions for week 13. But first, let's get into the Bag of Randomness. You have an incoming message. Okay, so what this segment is going to involve is we're just going to talk about a lot of different things. And what I mean by that is that they could be boxing, MLB, NFL, yeah, maybe, NHL, NBA. Maybe we'll throw in some golf and some tennis sometime too, guys. Oh boy! <laughs> we gotta do the, uh, the the golf announcer. Okay, he's on the green. Oh, we gotta be very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. Let me get him. Hey, that's hey. We now remember the same guy that does that is the guy that does football, Jim Nance. So don't be hating now, okay? I just I just love the golf announcer. You know, it's, it's like great. he does something great. Put you to sleep. He has a beautiful voice. Okay. He has a beautiful voice. It's Jim Nance. That's the guy who does Jim Nance, but there are also other guys that are not just Jim Nance that talk like that. They've been doing it for decades, Toko. Joe Buck did it one year, and that was like, yeah, I just don't feel this. (laughs) Okay. Did Harry Carey ever do it? That would have been fun. Harry Carey! It's an albatross! Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, that one sliced into the right. <laughs> what, what, what a what a what a bag of randomness. So let's get in the box. It. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the Tyson fight last week. Um, what was the result, Jeff? So Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. ended in a draw. And I, th- yeah, I, and I guess they, they were saying they weren't going to do like, you know, f- official like score scoring for like their records and stuff like that. Uh, I think the real winner of that night was Snoop Dogg. I, I, a lot of people that were saying on like social media and stuff like that is like, is this a rap concert or a boxing match? What's going on here? Cause I think Snoop played for like 15 minutes or whatever. I thought um, it was Lifa. No, it was Snoop. Um, it was Snoop for sure. And the whole thing was hosted by weed, ma- weed, weed maps. I guess it tells you where you get to get your weed at. Cause it's a, uh, I, I don't know, you know, that's a big thing for Snoop apparently. And I know Tyson was, Tyson was quoted saying, he's like, yeah, I smoked before the fight. Like that's why he was so calm. They're just, they're just, they were just hugging it out. Like a couple brothers. Like oh. I think somebody said like a couple like old uncles or whatever, drunk uncles at like a barbecue or something like that. But yeah, to me, the fight wasn't overly exciting. I think Tyson looked good. Uh, I think he did a little bit probably what I felt like more preparation than than Jones did. But I think it was, you know, it was kind of like a show to say, hey, let's kind of, you know, get it together. But I was like, I think he looked good. And there's been like some people like kind of coming out saying, hey, you know, maybe he could make it, you know, some sort of run or kind of do this again and kind of have like a little bit more of a possibly like a sanctioned one. I know that Holyfield actually came out and said, he's like, Hey, you want to go again? You want to go number three? He's like, I won the first two, but I want to win the third one for real this time. Minus my ear being bit off. Yeah. Cause the disqualification, but I mean, Toko, you're the, you're the, probably the biggest boxing fan of the three of us. Like, what'd you think of that? The main event fight? I mean, that's what everybody was just clamoring for is like, what'd you think of the fight? Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It just felt like too like made up and like too like and I know Chris, you're a wrestling fan, but like it just felt like that where everything was staged, like made up and like it was just it just didn't feel staged. Uh huh. So it probably was staged. Well, I mean but but that was it just didn't feel like a boxing match. It just it I, it was and I don't think it had anything to do with no fans being in the stands because there's a lot of other sporting events that have been great and there's no fans. But it just didn't – it didn't feel like if I were to turn a fight on pay-per-view, like a Mayweather versus so-and-so, like it didn't have that like, that feel to it. And I know obviously those guys are not what he is. But it just did not have that feel to it. It felt like made up. And, I mean, it just it just wasn't good. I'm sorry. Well, it, it was. I, I didn't watch it at all, but I did see one segment, um, which we'll get into in just a moment. And I heard one of the announcers, and I thought it was funny that you said that it seemed like WWE because uh, one of the announcers actually was an announcer for WWE. I, thought, recently so. I thought so. It was the guy with the ponytail, I think. What's his name? Uh, uh, no, it's the Italian guy, Mauro Ranello. Uh, and he's the guy who's Mamma Mia. And I heard him say Mamma Mia. <laughs> Man, it was... It was- just, I, love, I love listening to that guy commentate, though. Like He's really he's very animated, which I, I like animated announcers. I just didn't think it was very um, – I, 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 it was very hard for me to get into. And I'm a boxing fan. I love watching boxing. But like I think Tyson definitely was in better shape than Rory Jones Jr. 
Um, I mean, I think that was pretty clear. Um, I think Tyson won the fight. They did the draw just because it was, you know, exhibition and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. It, uh, I, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just very hard for me to get into. Let's put it that way. And I was like, this is kind of stupid. Did they have like wrestling intros too? Um, like, like long entrances that are like 10 minutes long with like some really cool music. Yeah, I guess you could kind of say so a little bit, Jeff. They walked in by themselves. So yeah, that's why I would compare that to. I mean, I don't know. I would, You could say it was kind of like wrestling a little bit, couldn't you, Jeff? Yeah, and it wasn't like as amped up like a normal, you know, boxing entrance. You know, that's what right. we always have them like, you know, come out and, you know, they got their their, you know, their hood and their crew around them and, you know, yeah. the songs playing and, you know, they're, they're getting like all amped up and all that. It wasn't like, I don't know. It just didn't have like, to me, the same energy pop. as like a normal, like big paper. Yeah. I would have. Chris, you said it. It didn't have like that pop to it. That's a really good way to describe it. Um, Mike Tyson. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so yeah, funny. They they, they, to, sorry to interrupt real quick, but they would have had to come out solo just because of the COVID thing. And right crowds and all that so it, it makes sense why they didn't come out with all those guys all together with them well i've seen them like come out with like their trainers and corners and stuff like that where like, they'll have the mask on but it's a like you said it's a limited number yeah uh, i did like the post-fight interview with jones and tyson and they're like hey you know jones are you you know you're okay like they're they're basically asking about him and he did come out and say he's like yeah you know tyson still you know hits pretty hard my body hurts and but during that interview, Tyson was like, was like, what do you mean? Why is everybody always asking what, what asking about him? I haven't fought in 15 years. He fought two years ago. It's like, nobody cares about my ass. And it was so funny. And they're like, I was like, yeah, but you know, you're, you're Mike Tyson. You know, he's like, yeah, but he's like, I haven't fought 15 years. I'm a beginner. Just, it's just a perfect line. You know, what was yeah. super funny. Did you hear the song that he came, like, Jeff, the song that he came out to, I guess he sang his own rap song. Oh, really? I could do that. Dude, but he had his... Because Mike Tyson is known for having like a really bad lisp. And yeah. you could hear that as he was rapping with his intro song. And it was so hard to not like just... I was like, this is this is hilarious. It sounds like a child singing a song right now. <laughs> like, oh. I know he can't help that. It sounds bad. But it's like, man. I, I mean, I, I know he can't help it. But I don't know. What's the... Uh, What's the interview where the guy interviews him and he goes, hey, Mike, how are you feeling? He goes, my back, it's broken. Yeah. What, what? Mike? Spinal. Spinal. <laughs> and that's, broken. That's, that's like the, the whole interview. And it's just that's what it made me think of too. It's hilarious, man. Yep. So then they had another fight that we'll talk about. I mean, we nobody really talks about anything else on the card except for this. This next fight, which was uh, Jake Paul versus <laughs> a former basketball player, NBA player, uh, Nate Robinson. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. oh my mind that Nate Robinson, the basketball player, is uh, a boxer all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't last very long. And that's where I heard the Mamma Mia segment. Moro <laughs> Nello just sees him get knocked out and goes, Oh, Mamma Mia! <laughs> Dude, the best part was it was an event when like, it was no knockouts. Like, if it's getting to the point where someone's beating the shit out of one another, we're going to call it. This dude got knocked the fuck out. Like, 
It was freaking crazy. And the memes were great. The memes were just phenomenal, man. Oh, oh yeah. The internet has no chill. I mean, they were posting just memes like instantly after this fight. And, you know, you, you got to applaud both of them for at least going out there and trying it. But uh, it did not work out well for, no. uh, for Nate. Not, not at all. And Dude. Chris, I remember you were surprised last week. You're like, that's not the yeah. basketball player, is it? We're like, yeah, it is. Or, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, it actually is. Like, oh, my God. And then yeah. you know, when that happened. This guy went from like the shortest slam dunk champion to being like the laughing stock of for the rest of his life, you know? Yeah, and, and, and who knows? He may do like another as, event. He's not, he's not going to be known as an NBA player anymore. He's going to be known as the guy that not, got knocked the hell out by Jake Paul. <laughs> by a YouTuber. And yeah. I guess Jake has done a couple fights or one or two fights before, and his brother fought before. And my memory was a little bit shaky of it last time. I kind of looked into it a little bit more. So Logan Paul and Jake Paul are both YouTubers, and Logan Paul fought – this other guy who's a YouTuber, his name's KSI, and I'm pretty sure it's KSI. But that was kind of this some of the post the the post fight stuff where Jake Paul's just like amping the stuff up. Like one of the one of the comments I saw online was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, you know, the worst thing about this guy winning is he thinks he's Holyfield all of a sudden. And I know a lot of it's for show, but I mean, he's calling out UFC fighters. He's calling out like these other YouTubers. Like he's like, "I'm taking this serious. Like I'm going to do this boxing thing." It's like. You know, watching him is like, dude, you don't, you didn't look good. Like, you didn't look like you were a good boxer. Yes, you knocked a guy out because you caught him on the chin and he just like dropped like a sack of dimes. But like, let's just not get too ahead of ourselves right now. It's like, there, you know, and, and Toko, you'll, you'll agree with me on this that, you know, boxing's, you know, an, you know, an art, it, you know, you have to do a dance, you know, you kind of have to float in and out of there. And oh, I just don't think that Jake has that. I mean, we'll see, but like, he just doesn't have that, like kind of that fluid, that movement that I think you need. Like he, he's not going to go against Mayweather or, you know, he, he was even calling out Conor McGregor. It's like, what are you doing? Dude? You're going to call out Conor McGregor. Like, <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, like you just said, like, you know, obviously, you know, it's a dance. Like I would just describe it as it's, 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 it's rhythm and power is what it is. And like, you got to have rhythm. And if you don't have rhythm, like, dude, you're going to get knocked out and you're going to get your head busted in because it's just. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely an art for sure. I mean, it, it's just, and they're amazing athletes, some of these boxers. I, I don't think he, if he was in a real fight, <clears throat> even with someone like McGregor, who McGregor is a phenomenal athlete. And look at when he fought Mayweather, like, I think it was, what was it? 12, was it 12 rounds? Or I think it was 10 rounds, wasn't it? Or no, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I think it was 10 rounds. And he lost in like the eighth or ninth. Dude, he was starting to get winded in like the seventh. And it's like not saying that he's out of shape because he's not at all. But like that just goes to show you who guy who is in phenomenal shape and is a UFC fighter got worn out. So, you know, you put a guy like that in, I want to give him past four, four rounds. He'd be done. He'd be done. Well, he'd be worn out. And it's like, it's like when you go into like, like, you know, like uh, track and field, it's, it's the sprinter versus the marathon runner, you know, the UFC fights, you know, they're three or five rounds. And it's high intensity for those, but like boxing, there's shorter rounds, but there's more of them and you have to be able to go after that. And like, they have the game plan too. It's like, Oh, Hey, you know, you got to hit the body. That's going to slow down a fast fighter or, you know, whatever. And you got to see where the punches are coming from. And kind of, like you said, do that dance, do that rhythm in and out, in and out, you know, punches and bunches, you know, block Perry. Like it's, there's a lot to it. 
Right. And just with Jake, I don't, he's not, and he'll, he'll get there with time. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be a perfect boxer like day one, but I'm just saying like Jake Paul on day one versus Mike Tyson on day one. Mike Tyson is a little bit more of a fighter than this guy. And I just think he's blowing too much of his ego up before he's, he's getting a little ahead of himself. And I, as I said, I know it's for marketing. I know he's trying to get publicity out of there, but it's like, it's kind of just like people are kind of clamorous. Like, like, dude, knock this guy out. Like just shut him up and knock him out. Well, even if he fought McGregor, I think McGregor would just completely outlast him oh, because he, he's I would take, way take out of pound town. Oh yeah, man. I mean like, and I'll tell you what, man, like don't want to get too much like off topic about the Jake Paul guy, but like when McGregor fought Mayweather, like McGregor looked, like, he didn't look like like what the hell is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Where with like he looked great, actually fine. Like he he actually looked like a boxer. This Jake Paul guy, he knocked out a guy. <laughs> he knocked out a guy that like never professionally boxed, and it's like wait a sec, like and you and he did not look good at all. Yeah. Like dude, oh my gosh, I, I just can't believe that guy got knocked out. I lost it when I saw it, man. <laughs> I was like, how do you get knocked out in the vent where like There's no knockouts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, oh, it was great. I mean this Jake is- Paul was like the over aggressive dad at like the uh like the company baseball game or whatever. He's like, in your face, Tim from accounting. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. everybody calm calm down, calm down. It's just it's fine. It's it's for charity. It's it's like, yeah, but we won for charity. It's like just it's like Brad, just keep it easy. So next we have an NBA trade that happened. Um, this went down yesterday. We got John Wall for Russell Westbrook, and they had a few other players involved in it, but I couldn't. I looked it up, and Toko looked it up, and we couldn't find the other players involved in it. So I guess they didn't really matter. I know, Chris. You were looking at this as like I need to know these people. Toko's like, yeah, well, you know, do we need to know? Like Chris is like, I need to know. It says five man deal. I can't find yeah. five men. It's like the Where's Waldo of trades. Yeah, it was. Uh, so John Wall goes to the Rockets, and Russell Westbrook goes to the Wizards. So uh, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be cool, man, um, to see what Bradley Beal. Um, obviously, we're all big fans of him, just from him being from St. Louis. But I think it'll be cool to kind of see <clears throat> what him and Russell Westbrook can do um, together. I think I think that'll be kind of cool. And I think they did – I mean, John Wall, I, I – uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be the same man, what he was. He's coming back from a really tough injury, an Achilles injury, I believe. Yeah, well, he was considered one of the fastest guys ever in the NBA. But, yeah, it's your Achilles with his with your feet. What is they like? Even when he was at his best game and, like, Russ at his best game, I would still pick Westbrook over John Wall. Ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think it was it – was, more of a toss-up than you think. Dude, what about Russell Westbrook to hit dude all by himself? Oh, I know, I know. I know what you're saying, but uh, don't don't bring down John Wall, too, because he was a triple-double machine. Oh, I'm not uh, saying that he's not good. I just I just think, like, if I'm going to pick somebody, like, I'm going to pick Russ all day long. So, I actually, the more and more I think about this trade, I like the trade. Because kind of what you were talking about with Harden, he's hard to work with. He's a strong personality. I think that works okay with Wall because Wall's very laid back. He's very like, I'm for the team. So if Harden wants the ball all the time, I'm going to pass him the ball a million times where Russ is the other way around where it's like, 
uh, you're not open hearted. So I'm just going to take it and I'm going to drive it. Right. Um, Wait. So completely totally opposite type of uh, play styles. And right. I think it would work well with the Rockets. The more and more I think um, about it. I would, I'm not going to say it's not going to work well, but I want to come back at you with this. Why didn't it work with Chris Paul, the guy who was just an assist machine? And it didn't work with him because he had problems with him too. So it's like, this is two players now that you have run out because your ego has gotten in the way. And I, they described it. Look, man, like if you want to, if you want to put up your points and do this, yeah, you're going to probably be a hall of famer, but at the end of your career, you're going to be known as a loser because you never won a title and you never got past like, yeah, you never even made it to the NBA for uh, the finals. With I, though, but. I like Chris Paul, but John Wall is light years better than Chris Paul. Yeah, but and he is. He is, and he's a lot younger than Chris Paul too. So let's just wait and see. That's what I say. I think it'll be curious. I think I think the wagers though. I think they're gonna they're gonna cause some havoc over there in the East. Well, they've been wanting to. They've been wanting to um, kind of become a new mold. They they kept saying they weren't going to trade Wall because they just said you know this is our core, Beal and Wall. They've they've been they've been our core since the beginning, but it just wasn't. Wall's been very he's been injured for so many years, but it also just wasn't working out. It was like the it was just like something old, yeah. and when things get old with the NBA, it, the, the you do need something new and fresh. They, so they're talking about I'm glad they it up. but they're still talking about Mahatma trading. James Harden. So it's like, I don't know. That, that, that just kind of blows my mind then why they would take on John Wall. But I guess they got had to get some value out of the trade. Well, or you can look at it the other way. You get rid of Russell Westbrook's big contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, if it is that way where they just blow up the whole entire team, Wall will still, like – for fantasy purposes, like fantasy NBA, he'll still get his points and his assists and all that stuff. But yeah, it, I I think it would be exciting to see Wall and, and Harden together. I I actually kind of hope he stays with the Rockets now. Yeah. And then after that, looks like it, this happened yesterday as well. Um, LeBron signed a tier extension, two years, eighty five million dollars. About to get. Paid even more. Well, that's forty two and a half a year. That's insane. That is insane. That's what I'm saying. Like he's about to get paid big time. NBA, he's making NBA contracts are so sneaky. Like I was shocked that they actually announced how much it was because for some reason the NBA likes to keep their money not out in the open as much as like all the other organizations. Right. Uh, but if you do like play 2k and do like franchise mode you start finding out how much these guys are actually making it's like wow these guys make a lot of money you know because i was i i I hate to say it but i kind of compare nba to nhl because they're around the same time so i was like and it's the same amount of games that you usually play yeah so it's like oh man nhl players and, and nba players should be getting paid about the same oh no that's not what's happening Oh, NHL players, I think one of their high, the highest paid player is probably like Crosby, and he's probably making like eleven five. Oh, he's making uh, he's making more than eleven mil. I'm telling you, man, hockey players don't make much money. Making like eighteen twenty, I would say. 
I'm telling you, hockey players don't make that much, man. I know I'm they don't. I know that. I know that. So, okay, so here's what I'll say to that. Let's say he's making 20. That's still half. You know that. I know that. But, dude, the revenue's got to be there. The amount of revenue that the NBA brings in. And they know how to market their players very well. Every other professional sport should sit back and go like, uh, how can I market my best players, my top players like the NBA does? Because they do a very, very good job of that. And I think that's another reason why they get paid so well is because of the money that they bring in, especially overseas. They bring in probably – out of all the sports, I would probably say they bring in – they, they got to be up there for bringing the, the most in overseas, man. Like, it's, not, it's not the NBA that's totally doing it. It is the sport itself. A basketball is easy to play pretty much any country. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an expensive. You get a ball and you find something to throw into. Yeah, and hockey's a very expensive sport, too. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Hockey's a very expensive sport. That's why soccer or football, whatever people like to call it, is very popular, too, because you can literally just get a ball and find something to kick into a net. Right. You know? Right. Well, I get so, it. I get it. it. Yeah, it's 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 – the, the you know these third world countries that those ones they love those sports because they can actually play them you know oh yeah for sure absolutely um, but yeah I mean I, I mean the NBA man they that that contract is and what's crazy is like that's just his contract considering like his other revenue that he brings in dude I bet you LeBron brings in close to a hundred mil a year with his contract endorsements and all that like. Yeah. Well, and he deserves it too. I mean, LeBron's like the face of the, you know, the NBA right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of superstar players, but I mean, you think basketball, you think LeBron, you know? Oh, yeah. He deserves to get paid. Oh, absolutely. Especially what he's, I mean, he brings in money to to the NBA as well. So, um, and he plays in a market where, you know, plays in Los Angeles. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a big market. All right, so next we're going to go ahead and do one of our new segments. It's called Pick Your Poison. Oh, boy. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Your poison running through my <laughs> So Pick Your Poison is going to last for our fantasy playoffs. Um, we have five different punishments listed. I'll read them off to everyone. Uh, first is the wheel of water. Um, so what that is, is it's pretty much a water bet. We've done it in the past. We did it last year. It was in the snow, I think. And uh, yeah. it was actually me that lost to Toko. And, uh, yeah, I had a pitcher of water just thrown at my face uh, in the freezing cold. So there's this wheel of water. You spin the... It's another spinning the wheel thing, and you find out your fate the day of when you are going to have the water bet. And there's just all kinds of different things. It could be like a a, a big old pitcher. It can be um, somebody that's going right in front of your face and splashing in your face. It could be an ice, like completely filled with ice. There's all kinds of different options for the wheel of water. Um, next punishment would be wax treatment. Uh, it's going to be... <laughs> The loser gets to pick a spot of their body that gets nared or waxed. That'll be fun. 
Uh, next one's going to be a hot wing challenge. Uh, it's going to be a super, super hot six, six uh, bone-in wings uh, that somebody's going to have to suffer through. Uh, number four is pie in the face. Self-explanatory. Somebody's going to get a pie in their damn face. <laughs> and the last one is one chip challenge. If you guys have heard of it at all, there's uh, there are gas stations everywhere. Uh, you eat this chip, and it apparently just puts your mouth on complete fire. So those are our five different punishments. And what we're going to do is we're going to represent our fantasy teams. What I mean by that is we have two different players from each one of our fantasy teams that are going to go against each other. So, for example, I'm going to have a player that goes against Toko, and I'll have a player that goes against Jeff. Vice versa, Jeff will go against Toko, and then Jeff will go against me, and so forth. So, let's get into it. Our first pick-your-poison matchup, my beloved Christian McCaffrey, a.k.a. CMC, versus Toko's man crush of all man crushes, the pacifier man himself, DK Metcalf. Yeah, this is like the Viagra challenge for, or the Viagra showdown for you two, because you have such hard-ons for those two. Hey, Metcalf's the new, he's going to be the best wide receiver in the league. I don't think he is. You're going to say the new Megatron? His butt. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to spin the wheel while Toby is <laughs> getting Goo Goo Gaga over Metcalf. So from week 14 to week 16, whoever has the most points, that player is the winner, and the loser has to do this challenge. It's the wheel of water. Oh, that's weak. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I mean, if, if you're a man, you spin that wheel again, and we'll, we'll get something that a, that a man can handle. What? Because you want to do the Viagra challenge? No, Viagra showdown. Viagra showdown. That's, that's Viagra challenge. There ain't no Viagra challenge on there, is there? All right, well, yeah, that's, one more that's, time. That's, that's, that's the secret one. You, you two old bag of bones. All right. So instead of wheel of water because Toko thinks it's too weak, <laughs> we're going to do pie in the face. Which oh, is, gosh. Could it get any weaker? We- sauce, as you would say. Oh, my goodness. You, uh, you just want to pick I your point, Toko? No, good. Keep it the way it is. Are no, you- we're going to do pie in the face. You're getting lemon meringue in your face. Uh, why you gotta? Why did you like waste like a crappy pie? Why you gotta do lemon meringue? <laughs> like whipped cream, like yeah, and it's just completely slamming it in my face. Okay, it, there's gotta be something. Next one. Next one is the battle of injured running backs. <laughs> we call this the cripple challenge. <laughs> just rolling them out on a wheelchair. In one corner, <laughs> we have Chris Carson, represented by Toko. And in the other corner, we have DeAndre Swift, a.k.a. Swifty. Swifty. Yeah, which is in Jeff's corner. Well, at least, right. at least these guys can park closer to places, so. Battle of Cripples. Here we go. 
Oh. <laughs> One chip challenge. <laughs> I like that. But you know why I like it? Because they're crippled and you literally only need one chip. <laughs> yeah, well. Because I bet you they're going to have this two out of the three games, both of them. <laughs> it's going to come down to one game. May, I, oh, yeah. This is going to get. Oh, it'll be dirty. <laughs> All right. Last matchup. Another one of my man crushes. He's on my team every year. The all reliable Keenan Allen against Jeff's man crush because he loves the Vikings, Adam Thielen. Here we go. I'm fine with it. Wheel of water. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> what would have been hilarious is if it was the one chip challenge and Jeff would lose both times. He got the two chips back to back. That'd be the two chip challenge. What kind of crap would that be? Uh, yeah. It'd be also awful if we did like, cause you said the wax, like the loser gets to pick their own, their own body part that they get to wax. Like yeah. it's not the winner gets to pick for them. Cause that'd be horrible. It's like, Oh, you got to wax your whole head. Uh, Chris blacked out halfway through. It was just like 40 year old virgin. He screamed Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, we were really close on that last one, the wax treatment and it just at wheel of water. But yeah, a loser would have picked wherever because I don't know where you're hairy at Jeff. And I really don't care. <laughs> Here, Jeff, I'll examine you and then I'll decide. Okay. Oh, that'd be even worse, though. It's like, Chris, you got to wax your beard. Oh, I can't. I can't. I'll be divorced. I can't. I'll be divorced. I've never seen your face. What is this? She says, never see me without a beard. That is true. I'm just going to, hey, it's going to do like my ass. Just a a big old spot right on my ass. Just just wax it. Just go for it. (laughs) Jeff, I like that. It's like Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Spread them. Toko's like, why'd I do this? Why'd I do this? We are going to uh post all that on the social media. So I hope everybody enjoys that when it does happen. It'll probably happen on week seventeen. Not me waxing my ass. Week seventeen is <laughs> kind of a boring week in the NFL anyway, so we'll have some sort of excitement that y'all can watch on video. So let's, uh, speaking of NFL, let's go into our NFL recap. All right, Jeff, tell us what the results were last week. So last week, I actually came out on top with 13 correct, and then Chris trailing slightly behind with 12, and then Toko... Coming in the rear with eleven, uh, he had he had the most wops, the wrong ass picks as we called them last week. So uh, we did split some of the games uh, as uh, the week before. Everybody, whoever went against everybody else, uh, they won. It didn't seem to happen a hundred percent of the time this time, but kind of the differences were, you know, that um, was that Chicago game. Man, Chris is like you were really really gunning for that one, so. No, I, I screw the Chicago pick. It was the Carolina blowing it at the end. Yeah, yeah, like 
because it was by like one point or something like that. And yeah, you had Carolina. You, I mean, you you had it. And I was like, oh god, they won, they won, they won. Uh, they were up by eleven, and then they were up. They were up at the end of the game, and for some reason, on three straight downs, they decided to throw it with like three minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They were all incomplete passes, of course. And so then Kirk Cousins ran down the field, got got a touchdown. Oh, but there's still like two minutes left in the game, and Carolina can't kick a field goal to save their life. So, <laughs> they blew that game. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I, I'll give it to you. It's like New England was a good pick, too. Like, I didn't think, you know, they were going to pull that off, but, you know, well. As bad as Cam was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, what. Like I saw some of the things that poster like they're like really Arizona you lost to this guy it was like when he had like eighty yards and an interception or something like that like yeah he did not have a good game but I can't believe they lost that game because like I was like wait a sec this team just played Seattle like a couple weeks ago and they looked like like just superior and then they I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I I almost, I even said it on the podcast last week, I'm not going to do it, but I think they might win. I uh, almost went San Francisco 49ers, and I should have. They played them tough, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, the Rams were, how about your boy King Goffrey over there? Oh, God, I I was just on this. Why did you not drop that man? (laughs) So I had him in one league playing, and I had Cam in another. Oh, because. I was like, yeah, I think Cam's getting it together. So I benched Goff in that league for Cam. And then another league I, I had Goff. I'm like, oh my God. I like I was like drop it so I can pick him up. I was like, it's three. He has three points. I'm like, it is the fourth quarter and he has three. Three <sighs> points. And I knew this wasn't like an Andrew Luck situation that I mentioned before. I was like, oh yeah, he has five points, and this will quickly turn into 28 somehow. But yeah, oh, it was just awful. Yeah, and it was just so weird, like him going from that. Just he had a great performance against Tampa Bay, and to just completely fall apart. And I'm like, he's gonna have a decent week. Like San Francisco's like in ruins. Like everybody's injured. Like he's gonna have a good week. He's coming off a good week, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna do that at all. I'm like, thanks, buddy. I believe in you. There's one more game I want to talk about from last week, and that's from our official uh, public defender of Atlanta uh, that did not go with Atlanta. Why not, Toko? They they represented for you. This was your chance, your chance to protect your clients, and you, you <laughs> bailed on them. You beat the shit out of Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. You just say this, public defender mode. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man. But what I'm saying, go ahead. Well, they said the last time that Las Vegas lost to a team that bad was actually Atlanta, and they <laughs> lost all the rest of their games the rest of the season. That's positive for them. That's like yeah, a plague. Was, like, we can't do it, it anymore. Was, We're done. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before, but I'm pretty sure it was during the Gruden era, though. Well, like, That's here's my nuts. thing. Like, public defender now, so hear me out. <laughs> My cousin Vinny. Exactly. What I don't understand is, like, like, okay, you guys can't sit here and tell me that the Falcons 
don't have talented players on offense because they do. <laughs> there we go. Just listen to me. You they do have talented me. players on offense. Well, how just can't... how is it that they play a team that against Las Vegas, who am I, I think is a good team? That I, I'm telling you, dude, that team has four wins. That team should have another two to three wins right now. But their defense has completely shit. Chris is losing it right now. Has completely just the, shit the, the shit the free boy pants, as you like to say. The, the reason they won though was because of the defense. Okay, and okay, so interesting ooh, artifact to bring to the court. What? I'm getting at that. exhibit That's, A. Surprise on. witness. No, hold on a sec. That's what I'm getting. Their defense, at. Sorry to interrupt, but their defense scored thirty three point two five points last week. Okay, so but that's okay. That's, that's more than, that's more than the anything. offense of talented players, Chris. That's Matt what Ryan didn't do anything. But that's what I'm getting at, though, is like those games where like they put up 40 points or more than 40 points. Like, where was the defense then? Like, I'm not saying like I expected to be as good as it was last week, but if it was somewhat decent. And the, the those games where they put up those high points are the games where they blew the, that one lead against the, or they blew the game against Detroit. It's like, wait a sec, where like they should they should have another three wins, two two to three wins. I think I think three wins. No, they should have another three wins on their schedule. Well, your beloved Falcons gave me a new nickname, Public. Derek Car Crash. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did not look. He's overrated. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this week's games. We're going to start off with a really good one. And we I said this every week. The Cleveland Browns that are 8-3. and three. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> How do they keep winning? <laughs> Versus the Tennessee Titans, which are 8-3. and three. That makes I, more sense. <laughs> I'm okay saying Tennessee Titans are eight and three. I can't believe that I'm saying it out loud. The Cleveland Browns are also eight and three. They're gonna get. I'm taking Tennessee. They're gonna get destroyed. They actually almost lost last week. The Browns did to Jacksonville. They suck. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville twenty-seven to twenty-five. And Jacksonville could have tied it up, but they missed on a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Has Atlanta played Jacksonville or Dallas this year? They played uh, I don't think I don't think the South's going against those ones. No, no. They played, I, I just, I'm just played, trying to see like no, Atlanta, played Dallas. Atlanta did play Dallas. They, that's the one Dallas, they and they uh, they let up like almost. They they should have won that game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that was when Dak was still playing. Um. But Atlanta has not played Jacksonville. I don't think it's South for South this year. Yeah, I was just curious how bad that game could be. So, we're all going Titans? We're all tightening up? I'm tightening up. Yep. All right, next game. Vegas Raiders. The the, the man. The man, no. The car crash himself against... Not the car crash of a team. The New York Jets. Oh, gosh. They're worse than the car crash. <laughs> God, they are so bad. And, like, every – and I've said this offline or off air a couple times. It's like, 
Yeah, I always think of that Big Daddy scene just every week. To, you know who's going to lose this week? The goddamn Jets. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that kid got it every week this year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Vegas, all, all around the board, redemption. What? What? Is- or, or, hey, Chris, are you going to go crazy pick of the week? Dude, because you said after they lost to Atlanta, their whole, t- their whole year went to yeah, shit. Could they, they be on the downward spiral? They said they've they've been cursed like that before, and they're on the road. But no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna <laughs> stick with Las Vegas, and I'm gonna have them become seven and five. Me too. Um, I do think it's funny if you guys ever watch NFL Network, their pregame show. Uh, I really love it uh, every Sunday morning. But uh, they do a lock it of the week, like a lockdown. And, and Michael Irvin's undefeated because every week he picks against the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, you're cheating. And he's like, no, I'm not. I, he's like, I know they're going to lose every week because they suck. They're right. the goddamn Jets. <laughs> goddamn Jets. Uh, and I would love to watch the NFL Network, but apparently or unfortunately Hulu does not have the NFL network or red zone, which I love because they have those sports with Baker Mayfield, by the way, like Hulu has sports. I'm like, no, they don't (laughs) YouTube TV. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's right. I think we're, I think we're sponsored now. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Google sponsored by YouTube TV. (laughs) Uh, So next one. Jacksonville Jaguars one and ten against the Minnesota Vikings five and six. So so far easy picks. I'm going Vikes. I'll take Vikings. Yeah, that's uh, why do wow? Why did you think about it, Toka? Well, I don't know because there's been a couple <laughs> where I mean the, the Vikings are inconsistent to me, but I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, the Jets are cons- are the uh, Jaguars Jags. are consistently shitty. They're yep. consistent. Yeah, like they're trying to throw this year. Uh, Gardner Minshew's healthy, and they're not even going to play him this week. They're still going to play Mike Glennon. Stash is back, and they're letting him sit. Yep, they're going to let the stash sit. Why? They know he's going to be- because they know he's a better chance for them to win, and they don't want to win. They want to lose to get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, he and he and I guess he's fine with that as long as he doesn't go to the goddamn Jets. <laughs> They're just praying the Jets pull off a win sometime. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, these games are not very good. I mean, we'd start off with a decent one, but now they're rough. We got the two eight and one Cincinnati Bengals against the seven and four Dolphins. I think I think the Dolphins. Um, Tua or Fitzpatrick don't care. Yes, the Dolphins are going to win. Yeah, same here. Did they say if Tua is going to be back yet? Uh, uh yeah, oh, I did see it. Um, the head coach is playing mind games and said he's going to announce it on Sunday. <laughs> Why? What? What? So the other team can't prepare for a left-hander or right-hander. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, if if he does get benched again, then you know Toko was right that he's you know he's like he's been saying all season he's like it's fine he's going to get injured and they put him in and he's injured. Being a Devonte Parker owner, I hope Fitzpatrick plays because he loves Devonte Parker. Yeah, two doesn't know where Devonte Parker is on the field when he plays. He's too fast. 
Next game, rivalry game. Indianapolis Colts, 7-4 against the Houston Texans, 4-7. That's a tough one because the Texans have looked really good and Deshaun Watson is tearing it up. That is a – But I'm going to take Indianapolis because I think they're good and they played Tennessee very well last week and then they've also beat Green Bay the week before that. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis, but I could see the Texans pulling that one out. They did, they did not look good against Tennessee. No, they kind of came back towards the end, well, but real good. They, they, they Tennessee blew them out that game. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I'm the, the Yeti awoke. Yep. I will go Colts though, and I'm going to trust in. <laughs> I hate to say this. I'm going to trust in Jonathan Taylor Thomas to have a decent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, we we know which way I'm going. This is this is Indy all the way for me. Yep. Next game, another rivalry game. Detroit Lions four and seven against the Chicago Bears five and six. That sounds awful. Uh, where they uh, Bears looked awful last week. Yeah, where are they playing at? Chicago. I'll take. I don't know, man. Who who's starting a quarterback? I think they're sticking with Trubinsky the rest of the year. Oh, okay. okay. I'll take Detroit. <laughs> Trubinsky actually, did, his stats weren't that bad. He was like shit box. He, he sucks. I I think he was. I think he had two touchdowns, two interceptions, if I remember right. Trash. It was the no. It was the defense. They just completely gave up. They they were awful. The defense wasn't stopping them. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to go Chicago, like. Yeah, I just think they're if they if their defense shows up, like it's just going to give what little offense Detroit has up trouble. And I, I I admittedly do like the Lions. Like I I like the team a lot. They're just awful. Just yeah, for um. Oh, they the Lions did fire their head coach Matt Patricia, and oh, uh, excited about that, yeah. weren't they? Twitter rejoiced. Even uh. Galladay, which is on the roster, rejoiced. Um, so I, I'm actually going to go Detroit. I think they're going to do kind of the same thing Atlanta did after they fired Dan Quinn. All of a sudden, Atlanta wins a game the next week. So I'm going to go Detroit because Chicago's lost five in a row, and I just don't trust them. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's just like their their passing is just so abysmal right now. I mean, their run game is decent, but if Chicago can like kind of stack that. That's what I'm going to go with them. So I'll be the odd man out on that. We'll we'll see how it works out. Granted, that really uh really screwed you over last week too. You're like Chicago, Chicago's going to pull it out. Uh, I thought they were. I mean, that's it was a big rivalry game. I thought for sure it was going to be neck and neck, and the defense didn't show up. And I don't trust their defense anymore. So I'm I'm out. I'm done with them. They're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, you were saying like in our fantasy game, you're like you like picked up Chicago's defense. Like they're going to kill it. And you're like I'm like how'd that work out? Okay. Like negative two. I've had them for a couple weeks, but I was I still was confident in them, which that went yeah. away real quick when they got me negative four points. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um New Orleans nine and two against Atlanta, four and seven. Who wins? Saints. Oh, I gotta listen to Toko on this one. I'm gonna take the Saints. <laughs> God, you are fired as my lawyer. I mean, 
This guy did not commit the crime. Are you showing up to court? Hell no. <laughs> I, I, as hell. I just don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> what is it? I mean, it looks like Julio Jones is not playing. That's good uh, for me. Let me tell you. Shocker. Yeah. He, his hamstring, uh, he did not practice today. He's had a hamstring problem. So. No, he, he. I think he's like, he scored those three touchdowns in that one game. He's like, dude, I'm done for the season. I'm not playing anymore. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm tapped out. I got my three. I got my three of the year. I mean, I could totally see this one going the other way around, but I'm going to go with the consensus and I'll go Saints because I like the Saints. I really need Julio Jones to play, man, because I'm playing you this week and I need all the points I can get. Hey, maybe maybe Juice will have another awesome game. All the <laughs> points you can get, whatever, man. My team's not that good. Well, it's uh, to get in the playoffs, okay? Yeah, this is an important week for a lot of people because it's week 13. This is the last last week of the regular season for a lot of fantasy groups. So, yeah. and there's a lot of tight races. I know there's a tight race in our league. I got a couple yeah. other leagues. It's like a real tight race. My so, goddamn quarterback. I mean, I have Teddy Bridgewater, but he's on a bye. Because Drew Brees got hurt, so it looks like I'm going to possibly be rolling with Philp and uh, his 12 kids. <laughs> I, I did drop uh, Fitzpatrick, so if he ends up playing, like that might be a decent pickup for you. I'm not going to make up that pick right now, dude. I, I, need, I need a little Fitz magic in my life, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> these matchups are just not very good this week. Uh, next one, New York Giants, 4-7 and seven against Seattle Seahawks, 8-3. and three. Seahawks. Seahawks. Yep. Seahawks. About to put on a display. <laughs> That's a well, great matchup um, for him, too. He's going to – dude, yeah. he's he's going to go off. <laughs> that is going to be a Tyler Lockett's well, week. Last week I told you that DK Metcalf was going to go off, and I was right on that. He did go off. I told you he was going to get 200 yards. He disappointed me and got 171. Oh, wow. but, how disappointing. <laughs> but this week, I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he'll go off like he did last week because the Giants' defense is better than people think. Oh, it could be a locket week. What kind of sucked, though, was like he he went off, but he didn't get a touchdown. I'm pretty positive he didn't get a touchdown. And I'm like... Oh, I just think it's funny because Jeff keeps saying it could be a locket week and we, we just keep not responding. <laughs> Wait, it's going to be a locket week. Uh, maybe Metcalf was like talking to Julio. He's like, no, nah, man, you don't want to get in the, t- you don't want to get in the end zone. Just get, get yards. That's all you got to do. No shit. No, just run after those defensive backs when they're trying to score pick six touchdown. Um, I'm going Seattle as well. Uh, next game. Finally, a decent game to figure out. Um, the Rams seven and four against the Cardinals six and five. Well, they both looked like shit last week, but the week yep. before they look good. So, where are they playing at? Arizona. Oh man, that is, dude, this is probably the. T- I'm gonna say this. It doesn't matter where they're playing because it's both domes. I know, I know. I think this is probably the toughest matchup right now. The pick right now. Um. I just, I just think golf. I mean, he pooped his big boy pants last week. <laughs> it's tough. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm going Rams as well. I think they had a bad week and they're gonna bounce back. 
Strats. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the Rams. I'm going to stick to what I said last week, and it kind of looked like it. Kyler's injury is more serious than people think, and it has to do with the shoulder. Yeah. Quarterbacks need their shoulders. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll go Rams. But that's helping Kenyon Drake. He actually got in the end zone. I was happy for him. Wise <laughs> bastard. Yeah, even better. Oh, yeah, didn't Jeff played you last week, right? Yeah, Jeff won, correct. but I took Lynch, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. I, yeah, he, Chris is in the playoffs. I am not anywhere near the playoffs, but we always split. I say every year, Chris and I play each other on week one and week 12, and he always gets the first one, and I always get the second one. Yep. Uh, next one is the New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Patriots are five and six. Chargers are three and eight. I'll take New England. I mean, if they play like they do last week, granted, Chargers are you know good, but you always got to worry about them blowing a lead. Um, I think New England. If they play like they do last week, I think I think they'll win that game. So I'm going to take New England. I'm going Pats. It's. I think you're right. It's going to be a tough game. And if the Chargers do get up, I think they're going to have a tough time, like going like punch for punch with them. But I think if they can kind of like weather the storm and like keep coming with a good game plan, they're going to win. So I'm. I'm going Pats. I think they just need. They're still in that transition phase to try to get things figured out. But I'm going Pats. Uh, I'm going Chargers. Reason I say that is just there's just the Chargers should not be three and eight. They have a lot of talent on their team. Public defender, <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah. So yeah, but at least I represent my teams. <laughs> I show up to court. <laughs> um, yeah, the Chargers are at home. Cam is just he's looked so bad for like the last three weeks. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I, I think I think Chris, you're, it's not a. I think it's gonna be a tough game, but I, I don't think you're off kilter in the pick. But yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. Like, I I could definitely see it going that way, though. Like, I want to be shocked. Yep. Uh, next game is the Eagles three and seven and one against the Packers eight and three. <laughs> well, Packers for me. Yeah, Packers. Packers. Oh my god, we, we don't even really need to talk about the next game. Next game, four and seven Broncos. Um, yeah, their quarterbacks are back now, so they're good. But they have to play the ten and one Kansas City Chiefs. Oh wow, <laughs> and you got Mahomes, dude. Be on them. Now you're stressing. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a nasty game. That. It's a Sunday night game, too. Oh, how would they ruin Sunday night football with that game? I mean, don't get me wrong. Mahomes is great. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go KC. I don't I – mean, is this even a question? No. 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 KC across the board. I think if they lost to Denver, they get kicked out of the league. Yeah, Probably. Next game uh, – it's the Washington football team, four and seven, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, eleven and zero. Huh. that's a tough one. So, 
that might be more interesting than you think. I think it. I actually think it is going to be kind of interesting because, because the schedule's all Baltimore, Baltimore's backups rolled with the Steelers. Yep. But I think Pittsburgh's going to win. I'm going to take Pittsburgh too, but I think it's going to be interesting because the way that they they're they're kind of on. When do they play that Monday? It's a Monday 4 p.m. game. Okay. And I think that some of like the way that they're doing the scheduling and stuff like that, I think that's going to that might that might just catch up to them. Yeah, I could see that. I'm going Pittsburgh as well, but I think Steelers. Okay. Yep, across the board. Yep. All right. Next game, Buffalo Bills eight and three against the San Francisco 49ers five and six. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo's gonna win. I think. I mean, San Francisco. I know they beat the Rams last week, but I don't know. I think Buffalo. Buffalo is just a better team than the Rams are. I'll take Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo as well, and and it's also. The Rams are the 49ers. I mean, that's a big rivalry game. Yeah, it is. So I think they probably they put on their big boy pants for that game. Their big boy pants. I'm going upset. I'm going 49ers. Wow. Look at this guy. 49ers are finally starting to come back healthy. A lot of their guys are coming back. Debo looked really good last week. Yes, he did on my bench. <laughs> Shut up. You still <laughs> Um, no, Debo looked really good. They're looking like they want to run the offense through him and Mostert, and Mostert looked fine. Um, Richard Sherman's back. Richard Sherman looked great on defense. So I think San Francisco's finally getting healthy and they're competitive again. So it's going to be a sneaky upset that people aren't going to expect. Last game. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys, three and eight. God. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Tucker's, Tucker's favorite COVID, team. Though they're against the COVID covered Baltimore Ravens that are six and five. Yeah, I'm gonna take Baltimore because um I'm gonna take Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Baltimore again. So uh Jackson's back, right? This week? Nope. Uh, it's up in the air. They said, they said that since it is a Tuesday game, he may be eligible Hmm. because it's not a, it's not two weeks with the NFL. It's 10 days. Who's, uh, who is playing quarterback then? Cause I heard RG three filled in last week and he pulled a hamstring. He was awful anyways. Um, I walked the game. He passed for a total of 25 yards through three quarters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Big numbers. So they brought in the backup, the third string guy, which was, um, I don't remember the guy's first name, but his last name was Mick Swarley. Wow. And yeah, he was actually pretty good. He looked good. He was, he used to play for Penn State. And uh, he did some cool option plays and he hit a, like a 70 yard pass to Hollywood. So they almost won the game because of him. They lost by one possession. So, so you're going Cowboys? 
No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens because why, why would you put the Cowboys? I'm facetious, dude. I'm so, I am so aggravated. Andy Dalton is killing fantasy. God, dude, how do you? How do you? You know what? He's been doing that for years, though. It's not that. How does Zeke just completely yes, shit the bed? The offensive line is still the same. That has, understand? That has, that has nothing to do with Andy Dalton. I, no, I, I know that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that, that was my point. Like, I can understand C.D. Lamb because you know, yeah. to him. But like, I don't. Under, I still don't understand. Is like, wait a sec, dude. You're a running back. You're still getting touches. How? I I don't understand how he's doing so bad. Is it really because Dak's out? Because I think that that ship has already sailed. At some point, it's like, dude, you're not a wide receiver. You're still getting your touches in the same offensive line. Is it just you? It, it could be some of that, but it could also be the defense and the way that they prepare for a game. They know that Dallas's passing game is just atrocious, and it's – they don't have to worry about it as much, you know, and then they have Zeke. So they, you know, stack it, you know, stack the box or, you know, whatever. So they, they have like defensive keys. They might have like one or two guys like spying on them uh, versus, you know, a normal game where they might only have one. So he's, he's getting like double team, so to speak versus, you know, a normal game because they don't have to worry about Dalton passing. So that's probably a big knock on them. Whereas like if they had Dak, it's like, oh, you know, he could run it out or, you know, he spreads the ball out a little bit more and that just creates more of that threat. And it's not like a team was like, I know like, you know, the Rams years and years ago, it's like they didn't have anything, but they had Steven Jackson, but the dude was just a monster. Like it was just, it was just like, we get tired enough and he'll like, you know, barrel through you. I don't think Zeke's like, I don't see him as like a big power running back. He's to me, he's more of a finesse running back. Yeah, of course, I agree. I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I mean, man, he has been so bad. It's like, it's almost like embarrassing. Like, yeah, and it's. Oh, I think it's just a defensive plan because they don't have to worry about Dolphins. Like the I, only I, team I, we have to worry about is Zeke, and let's just knock him down. I understand and that's what happened, but like, like still. Like, I think those excuses have gone out the window because it's like good running backs find holes. And, like, I get it. Your offensive line has a big part to do with it. I totally get that. But I, I think I think this might pass. I could be wrong on this, but this might be the decline of Zeke. Is he turning into, like, what a Todd – Gurley turned into in his last year or two with the Rams when they traded him. Not the top really bad, but he's not what he was. Is that the direction that Elliott is headed in? That but Gurley also had like some injuries and stuff like that, which kind of like dampered well, him. And I think they kind of downplayed some of his injuries too, how severe they are. Right. You don't sit out a Super Bowl if you have a minor energy, you know, you know injury. That. Oh, I know that. I, 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 and I, and I totally, you know, get what you're saying, like, you know, injury, and they kind of covered it up. But who's to say that – not that Zeke's injured, but his body – because, I mean, running backs just take a beating, man. I mean, I mean, the football players in general do. And maybe his body's not able to, you know, handle it like it was. And I know it's like, well, okay, we're only talking about a couple of years. But imagine getting hit the past so many years. I mean – what is a what is like the lifespan of a running back? If you get six, seven, six great years out of a running back, 
I think that's like awesome. After that, the next like three, four years, they start to kind of decline a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I, I've always said that running backs are like strippers. As soon as they hit 30, it's time to retire. Oh wow. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Chris? Like, what is your opinion? Do you think he's kind of on the decline? I'm uncertain about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, honestly. Um, I mean, I've kind of mentioned it to you off air. I just think it's more of a confidence thing. When Dak went down, it's like, eh, our season's over. I don't really care. Which, it's not good to have a guy on your team that just doesn't care. Oh, 100%. I I mean, I saw that with the Rams all the time with Steven Jackson. Like, I was like, this guy doesn't care. He really doesn't care. He knows that the team's going to be awful. Yeah. Um. He still would get decent yardage. He's not doing as bad as Zeke is doing, but Zeke, yeah, he's just not. If you don't see Zeke constantly feeding himself like he's eating Chef Boyardee, that means he <laughs> doesn't give a damn. He really doesn't care. Like what I'm saying is, like he does that when he gets first downs or if he fights off a tackle or something. He's always feeding himself, and he hasn't done that at all this year. Yeah, I. He's not hungry. I uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'll be curious to – and I kind of told you also off air about Elliot. Like I have I have on my team. I like him a lot because he's hard, good running. It's hard to come by. But like, you know, I kind of told you my, my thing is like I think he might – I'm starting to kind of realize this and you told me this. Like he's kind of overrated when it comes to fantasy because it's like, dude, I can't tell you the last time Zeke got me 30 points the past – two and a half years I had him. I made that trade with in the middle of the season. I can't tell you if he got me, th- if he's ever got me 30 points. I I'm being for real where you can go. That's CMC like every other game. Like, okay, cool. So you know what I'm kind of getting at? Well, and Zeke's drafted up there with CMC. Like he's always a first, you know, first round or whatever. Like every, Crip. every fantasy league, like they're yeah, like yeah. for years, they're Zeke, Zeke, like somebody's taken Zeke within the first six picks. Well, you know, CMC yeah, is obviously the last, up there, but the last three years, the last three years, I think Zeke's been a top three pick every year. Mm-hmm. So, and Chris even said, like, yeah, I had him like one year. He's not all the hype that everybody makes him out to be. Well, no, I had him as rookie year, and he was amazing. Yeah. Um, but what made him so amazing was that he was also getting screen passes. Dallas learned okay let's screen to Zeke and he was getting points per reception and all that stuff as well um I just can't tell you the past three he comes with a lot of uncertainty like you have now yeah he did the same thing with me when I had him um and Jeff will remember this I didn't keep him that year because he kept having contract disputes you know it was after rookie season he's like oh I want to get paid yeah. No, you're you're only a sophomore. You can't be you can't be yelling that already. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't know if he was gonna start, if he's gonna play. Yeah. And I think that was the year that um Oh no, I, yeah, that was the year I had Dak that year. And Zeke, like he didn't play the first four games, right? He sat out for a while. I don't know. I didn't keep him. He got I I, yeah, I think it was four games, and Dak was horrible that year. I'm like, I'm like, seriously? Because I was like so excited to have him that year. I'm like, dude, yeah. this guy sucks. And but after that, when they were together, like 
they 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 need each other and like i said it could be a defensive plan thing where they're just focusing on this guy and it could be a little bit what you're saying too chris is like he's like i'm just not running as hard because i know the season's in ruins anyway like we're not going to win a championship we're not going to go to the playoffs so you know i'm just going to kind of half-ass it and coast to the next season not the right mentality to have because you should be you know your quarterback steps down or you know he gets hurt you know, the quarterbacks, you know, the nucleus of the team, but it's like, you also have to be that leader too. It's like, I always go back to Marshall Falk, you know, there was, you know, interviews and stuff like that. He's like, he wanted to get traded to a team that was a contender and get traded to a team that played outside in grass. And he got traded to the Rams in 99. And his agent's like, Marshall's going to kill me. But Marshall took that and he took that leadership role and, you know, Trent Green went down. And then Kurt Warner came in and he's like, we need to support this guy. And Warner said time and time again, it's like, if it wasn't for Marshall there, he's like, that gave me so much confidence. I could hand it to him. I could throw it to him. That made me make it so much easier than I was able to throw these bombs. And he had a record season. Like they, up until that point, nobody saw football like that. So he needs to take that mentality and be that leader. And he's not doing it. Hey guys, lifelong friends, which is kind of like how Dak and Zeke are. Yeah. yeah, it's funny um, how you just said. Not funny that he the guy got hurt, but all Trent Green went down. Like when you watch that, like the preseason, that's exactly how the guy says it. Like the announcer, oh, we got Trent Green down on the field. Oh, this is not good, buddy. This oh yeah, they were yeah. yeah, then it and, to, uh, you know, dig, then dig for meal, and he's crying, and he's because he's always crying. Dig for meal anytime they, he gets emotional. Well, it was also because the Rams just signed Trent Green to a petty contract. I know. And uh, he didn't even have technically play for the Rams yet. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he's from St. Louis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he is. He went to Viani, yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. But you you know, there was that thought that crossed through Dick Vermeil's mind of, oh, there goes our season. But then, yeah. like, he, he got his composure. He's like, no, we're going to get behind Kurt Warner and we're going to play good football. That was the famous quote. And Oh, yeah. As he's crying. Goddamn, if he wasn't right. He's always crying, man. Dick Vermeil. He's a, he's a crier. It's, it's, it's the way he is sometimes. Like, there are some of those interviews. It's just kind of funny. Promise myself I won't cry. Promise broken. Or the Wayne's <laughs> world. Promise myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. That's the that's all for football, and it's pretty much it for the show. Unless you guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, I just want to say good luck to everybody trying to get into the playoffs in week thirteen. Uh, we'll see how this works out with our our bets, though. So yeah. we'll keep track of that. We'll keep everybody posted. Yeah, it should be really interesting. Yeah, we'll keep everybody up to date. I mean. <sighs> I hope CMC comes back week 14 or I just automatically lose to Toko. <laughs> wait, wait, what now? I, I said that if CMC doesn't come back, then I, I, I would just automatically lose that bet to you with Metcalf. Oh, with that, I think you may, like, this week I'm playing you. I'm like, well, he's on a bye. I mean, you're, you're praying you're going to win. And, hey, man, if you win, you win. I, I don't care. I, I'm already in. So No, that's not – what I, no, what I was saying, what I was saying was, I thought you were saying that, like, I hope he comes back. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's on a bye this week. What do you mean? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah for, for week 14, because if he yeah. ends up not playing and gets Chris a goose egg, Toko's buying pies. Wow. 
Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I am Wildman Chris. He's Downtown Jeff. And the Italian study in Toko. We're out of here. We out of here. News team, assemble! Sports. Sports. La 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 la. la.